Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and today's episode is episode number 29, and it is a very much continuation of last week's laughter episode. I brought on none other than the man, the legend himself, Tom Sippin, my husband. Um, who I mentioned last week would have a song for us this week. And not only does he have a song for us, he has two songs for us. So stay tuned to the end to hear those TMS-related songs. And uh, yeah, and then I just decided to sit down with him for a moment and get his perspective on TMS and where his TMS journey has led him thus far. So you'll hear his story today and a little bit about him. Um, And Tom is the reason this podcast is happening. Without his support of me and my endeavors, this would not have been possible. So thank you so much to my husband, Tom, for for letting this happen. Um, Yeah, without him, there's no way. There's no way. I'd have to support myself more. And this podcast certainly doesn't do that. So, but, um, but yeah, so I also received some lovely reviews over the last couple of weeks. If you haven't left a review on iTunes yet, that is the best currency you can offer, um, to support the show without actually offering currency. So, um, so yeah, so if you could take a moment to do that, I would greatly appreciate it. The review of the week comes from Big Sherm. And they say, thank you. This podcast is a must if you're dealing with any mind, body, or even emotional issues. Caitlin makes understanding this issue a breeze and her guests are extremely informative. Thank you so much for being a soothing voice in a very chaotic time in someone's life. Thank you, Big Sherm. That really means so much to me. I just love these reviews. So keep them coming, everyone. Thank you so much to everyone who has kept them coming. Um... And uh, yeah, we will get into the show in just a little bit. Um, If you're not a part of my uh, social media world, you can find me on Instagram at Mind Body Mastery Podcast. You can also find me on Facebook at Caitlin Michaels, Mind Body Mastery Podcast, as well as our private Facebook group, Mind Body Masters. Mind Body is one word. And you can join us there. If you have any questions for me, that's the best way to get in touch. And uh, yeah, I appreciate everyone who has joined thus far. It's blossoming into a lovely little community. So thank you all for your continued support. And yeah, so without further ado, we're going to get into the interview and the famous TMS songs that uh, follow the show. So I hope you guys enjoy. Were you supposed to be? Well, I want to get that. <laughs> uh, what is this? An old Nintendo? <laughs> That's good. Okay. All right, everyone. So we've got a real special treat for you today. I'm here with none other than the number one contributor to the podcast, Tom Sippen. He also happens to be my husband and devoted fan. 
right? Sure, yeah. yeah I suppose. <laughs> of course. I married you. I'm your biggest fan. Um, <laughs> and I thought, seeing as we have a song or two to share with you <laughs> at the end of the show, that we'd introduce you to the one and only man himself, Mr. Tom Sippin. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so thanks for joining me today. I just, um, you know, wanted to kind of get your TMS story out there for everyone because it's uh, unique in its own way, and uh, I think you have a lot of good things to say. So can we get into some questions? We sure can. I just want to say this is strange sitting right next to you. <laughs> not how I imagine these interviews going, which I'm sure they're not like this, but uh, let's try not to make eye contact because it makes me want to giggle. <laughs> You can giggle. A follow-up to the laughter episode. So, all right, Tom. So, you have had TMS, correct? Correct. Yep. And mm-hmm. how did how has that looked in your experience over the last lifetime of yours? The last lifetime, this most recent one, um, sciatica. I mean, would be the easy like. And when I think back to my back pain. I'm doing bunny ears with my fingers. Um, My back pain, I worked as, I got promoted as a manager at my job, and you probably remember this, and we had probably just moved into our first place together, and I remember attributing lower back pain to moving a dresser by myself. You even attributed my lower back pain to me not getting help move a dresser. You guys should have seen this dresser. It was huge. I'm very strong. (laughs) <laughs> and he's carrying it down the sidewalk it's as fine. if it were a teddy bear. Obviously, it was TMS anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, I went, you know, I remember getting an exercise ball to sit on, thinking sitting was the problem. Um, you know, trying to learn different stretches from various people who had problems. And then there was a lot of stress at my job and a new boss. Then there was almost a promotion. We almost ended up in Seattle. Um, Portland. Portland, yes. And then there was um, a new job. And this after the new house that, you know, we've been work I've been working on, we've been working on, but a lot of it I've been taking on myself to try to finish the house to get ready. So definitely compounded a lot of pressure and it really culminated with um, around the same time as my beautiful wife, who also had lower back problems, but to the point where I remember it being beyond sciatica, but being nauseous right after New Year's. Um, you know, being in back pain and saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm going to tough it out. We go out to dinner and I couldn't even eat because the pain was making me sick. And then waking up the following day, supposed to be seeing a bunch of friends and going to a basketball game and in so much pain, I could not get off the couch. I could not stand up straight. I could hardly move. It made me want to throw up. I was in so much pain. Um, and a lot of that culminated with a time when I was dealing with a lot of emotional stuff with my brother and family that was very intense. Um, so, yeah, it was shortly after that you introduced me to Sarno, Mind Body Mastery uh, concepts. And um, although somewhat reluctant at first, like everybody, I think especially most men, um, you know, I, I, Katie got it. And being married to a person who reads the book and instantly recovers is pretty annoying. Um, <laughs> especially when, you know, self-admittingly, they're smarter than you about the stuff they're talking about. So, you know, you can't complain to your wife, who's the mind-body mastery person, because all pain is TMS. It's always TMS. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things I probably didn't talk about. But, 
you know, eventually getting into it. I mean, you've always had the tenacity to go research something. If something made sense or it sounded like it might make sense, you never shunned it with your personal knowledge. You always go after it, which is one of your great attributes. And and I've picked up crumbs here and there, and I followed her down that path. And uh, the only reason I digress from my pain story there is really because that type of thinking not only led me to starting to run again and realizing that first long run where all of a sudden I had the exact same pain on the other side of my body and I laughed about it. Um, to then eventually we're getting a cat, which I was, I'm deathly allergic to cats my whole childhood. Um, like hospital, I'd be around a cat, I'd go to the hospital, asthma, yada, yada. And uh, just through belief, I said, you know, why not? And I'm, I guess you could say I'm still allergic to a cat, but I, my eyes don't puff up, I don't get itchy, I don't have asthma attacks. So, um, you know, the idea of mind-body mastery, mind-body medicine concept has moved not only from a back problem, but to even, um, you know, an overall health change where I've evolved. And I'll stop talking now. <laughs> so when your back pain finally subsided, um, did any new symptoms take its place? That's right the direction I was about to ramble on to. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm still deal. I, for anybody out there who's getting this and not, um, the symptom imperative. It's so important to understand because I think we're in such a culture of seeing results, getting it done. I mean, medically especially, we want a pill, we want a surgery, we want an answer. And I think the more you go down this rabbit hole, you start to understand that nothing in life works like that. Everything's a progression that's constantly happening. So the idea that you're going to leave all pain is absurd. Um, you're going to have some pains because pain sometimes is a part of that growth and it's not a bad thing. So it's part of my progression. So my symptom imperative, um, you know, switched from really, I think it was, it was almost back and forth for a while. It was my back and then my sinuses, which always was my allergies. And, you know, now as I look at things, I almost feel like allergies have taken everywhere I go. People talk about the air vents, the weather changing. I, I don't remember any of this when I was a kid. But now it seems to be in vogue to have allergies, to take pills. And so now I battle with it. And anyone listening to this could obviously say, well, it's the cat, you dummy. But um, <laughs> no, most of the problem happens at work. The weirdest trigger point is when I'm driving in my car and only when I'm alone in my car usually. Um, so I definitely have issues uh, with that. And I'm still battling with that. It's learning how to now... Uh, Conscious high cat. Here's the, here's the cat now. <laughs> um, the cat in question. This uh, this unconscious. Um, I think it's inflammation. My belief is my sinuses are my inflammation point where the, it still goes to, and it's still me accepting what's going on and trying to learn from it. Yeah. Um, and so, do you notice your sinuses kind of flaring during times of stress, and what do you think kind of triggers them to be the worst? I don't think it's times of well. I think it is times of stress, but it's like at, like during the stress, I don't notice it. Like when you're doing anything, and and you know, I'm a very active person. That's like my whole life. I've been that way. I always have to be doing something, and I put a lot of pressure on myself to do things well to get them done. Um, my work's the same way. Um, so I think as long as I'm in the process of the doing, it's like I I'm in it. So they're not there, and that's part of what makes me even believe in this more is that when my mind's occupied. There is no symptom. Mm. And then when it's when I relax and I almost feel like that's a direct recourse. It's like the moment I stop, I'm so good at self-judgment and self-criticism that I have an issue stopping. And I think 
I tend to think right now that my sinus issue, when it comes up, it's that kind of myself, like just reminding to be easy on myself, allowing myself to relax. Like, I mean, the last, actually, this is going to sound like a shameless plug, but the podcast has helped, you know, you, <laughs> you listen to your, it's like you're a, you're a husband and wife and this goes for any couple someone you talk to each other and you don't listen and you know you you blow things off or like whatever but then the same person who's a friend or a relative or a stranger says the exact same thing and it's like oh i didn't realize that and like i just had to listen to what katie was telling me through her radio personality and other people repeating back what she's been telling me all along so nice yeah well thanks Thanks, honey. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Please, let's keep it professional. So something, um, <laughs> sorry. So something you said about, um, like when you're doing the thing, when you're doing, when you're in the middle of the stressful moment, let's you, call it repairing the bathroom, <laughs> repairing the darn bathroom. <laughs> um, then you don't notice your symptoms, but as soon as the stress is over, symptoms arise. And I think that's such a common trait that I see all the time. I have a couple patients in mind that, um, you know, dealing with crazy family stories, they suddenly, um, during that time have no pain, but then as soon as the stress is over, then the pain kind of arises. So I think that's another common thing to kind of look out for if you're listening to this and you've noticed that is just that if you're okay during the most stressful mom moments of your life, and then as soon as it's over, it like arises with all the symptoms that had forgotten to be there for a while, that that's like a really common presentation. So mm. thank you for talking about that. Yeah, no problem. And so, what kind of therapies have you done for yourself or what kind of stuff do you do to help with your symptoms or what have you tried? Meaning like um, healing journaling. the back pain? Or, oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, on the process, the journaling. I, I noticed immediate results from the journaling. I, I will say that was a process too where I, I think like everything, again, trying to do something as a result. Journal this way, get a result. So it took me a while to get the journaling where it was effective because I kept thinking at first I had to uncover something that I'd forgotten, something in my subconscious, a moment in my life that was persisting. But, you know, I've definitely got to that point now where it's like the past is in the past. Um, it's the feeling you carry with it. So now you journal just to get to the feeling. So I get that. That's helped. Um, and I still battle with the issue with the sinuses now. I mean, with the back thing, it was so easy to get over the symptoms because there were so many from changing your chair to your shoes to your posture to working out to whatever you could possibly do you know with the sinuses there's still so many things that you hear people blaming that I still do it too like was it the cat did I pet the dog um, is it dust is it this weather's changing like yeah. I really still keep finding myself being conditional there so I still do things like take on really bad days when it's bothering me I'll take uh, you know sinus medication um, but other than that I mean that's where it is it's the journaling the I think trying, not f fruitfully, but I've tried a little bit to meditate, as you know, too. And it's just that ability to stop yourself. The reason we need to meditate, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, probably the people who can't do it most need it the most. Well, I'm one of those. So, um, I mean, I, I still, I look at it as I'm in my process and like all processes, I'm putting in the work that I, I feel ready to at the time to get to the result. But... You know, it's always like easy when you look at someone else and you're saying, well, they know the path, they just don't want to walk it. And I guess even talking about this now, like I look at myself and I know the path. I'm still holding on to my pain, obviously, too. Like my evolution isn't fully there yet, um, probably because 
you keep trying to distract or oneself or myself by the process of doing. I just keep doing, ignoring, and then it comes up again, and then you slowly work through it, and that's been the path. Yeah. I feel like we all do that, for sure. That's like a universal thing to just keep distracted so that we don't have to be with ourselves. That is very apparent in our cell phone habits. Um, both you and I are, um, you know, like when we're at home, it's like we're sitting in front of the TV. I don't even have Facebook. <laughs> You don't have Facebook, but, no. but you know, it's like you're, you're doing a numbing activity. And so, you know, we both, we both kind of do that. And I'm Bunch sure, of numbers, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you listening, uh, numb as well. Numb, and numb, so, numb. Numb. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so if you were to give like one piece of advice that you think is really important for our listeners to hear, what would it be? Um, Gosh, I guess the easiest, uh, the find a Caitlin. No, um, <laughs> keeping an open mind. Um, I, I think the thing I find with everybody with this, but along with everything. Um, hi, Kat again. People are resistant to change. Um, even when I tell my story of things I've been through, like I talk at work about the situation with the cat and how I changed my thinking about it, and that's how I have evolved. People hear that story and they're resistant to hearing the story where you can tell like they're cringing and their body's saying, nope, you know, that's not for me. It, be open to change. Um, you know, the whole goal of all of this, I think, is looking in. Um, whereas right now, I think so many people who are, I'll call it victims of anything in this world, and they look at the stress, I mean, even with TMS, the stress of your family, the stress of your job, um, the stress of the money, but or even the outside world. It's the air ducts, it's the season changing, it's the allergy, it's it's not the things without, it is the things within. And so you gotta be open to, first off, accepting that you're not a victim of the world, but you are a victim that you made yourself and that you need to open that up and change. And um, so like, I'm lucky I have you, cause you do the research and then you leave a breadcrumb trail for me to gradually learn and grow. Um, but for anybody out there who's like tired of it or just wants that result, the, the advice is just don't ever doubt your ability to change because in the end what you want to do is change you want to change the results you've been getting you want no pain or no sickness and to change or if you like to use it as like a working out if you want to change your body type by lifting weights you need more resistance you need more time you need more time not only exercising but also recovering so there's this 100 percent not different you need yeah. more time exercising as well as recovering and it takes time yeah that's a big big piece it takes time but i would like to say it takes less resistance in this path versus more resistance in the exercise now yeah i wouldn't advise people who are allergic <laughs> to cats to start rubbing cats on their face in order to get over them quicker that is no. i'm not a doctor <laughs> i like to add that all right and so um on that note um well let me ask you one more question sure if you were to pick out one element of the TMS knowledge that you've learned so far that you're lacking um, as far as something you're not doing for yourself in this journey, what do you think it would be? Mm -hmm. I'd say the, just the work, really, the journaling, the meditating, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not doing the... You want to know what I think it is? Yeah, tell me. Self-love. Oh. Self-love, self-worth. And being kind to yourself. You're so hard on yourself. And I see that in every moment of every day, especially when we have a day off together. Or, or if you are off of work and I'm working, when I get home, you're like, I did the dishes. I mowed the lawn. I did the trimming. I did the 
trim in the bathroom. I'm a very good husband. <laughs> I am a very good husband. And it's like, you could have just relaxed and taken care of yourself. Then the but... symptom of imperative would creep up, so I have to distract myself. Oh, yeah. You're right. Anyway, Self-love. I got to agree with you, actually, there. I was thinking process, but no, I... I, I think everyone is their own toughest critic, definitely. Because at the end of the day, no matter who you think is holding you back or holding you down, it only gets weight by you giving it value. So we're the perceivers of our own worlds and we're the creators of our own lives. And, and mine has been measured by the fact that I just can always do more, I'm sure of it, and do it better. So yeah. Except for wife. I could have never found a better <laughs> wife. What a wife. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. And so now, okay, now we have a a special treat for you guys. Tom's very own song that he (laughs) created for us. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we actually have two songs that... (laughs) No. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Jax appreciates it. The cat. I appreciate it. Tom appreciates it. This is a fun little episode. Hope you guys got uh, got some laughs and some inspiration. And uh, yeah, we will we will sing you off together. Take a listen. <laughs> Your doc said he recommends surgery For your chronic pain in your back and your knee MRI, it shows that your spine's a mess (laughs) But I say it's probably TMS They got you convinced that your back's no good. I say it all stems from your childhood. Your parents did the best they could. Doc said you've got a degenerative spine. But I say your structures, they're perfectly fine. You can't run and work out for the whole last year. But you can if you overcome that fear. Your back hurts and you say you can't ride in that car, no. I say you can, just read that book by Sarno. You can't go too far, no. You you felt the twinge, you got a tweak. I say get it out with some journal speak. You say you heard a pop and there's muscle strain. But I say itself, pressure builds up in your brain. You might find the real source of your pains in your memories. Try listening to the podcast, Mind Body Mastery. And you can heal real fasty. Oh yeah. That's a nice film. Thanks, Caitlin, for taking away all the pain.
I came from the doctor just the other day My back still hurt in the usual way There were pills to take and bills to pay He thought surgery was the only way He said my structure was bad and I'll have pain for life I should just go under the knife Just go under the knife well, there's bulges in my discs and my structures are bad. My core's too weak, bad genes from my dad. Do I sit too much? Do I need to cry? Will I feel this way till I die? Feel this way till I die. Feel some confusion just the other day. Felt pain again in the usual way The doctor said, son, I see your issue Looks like a buildup of scar tissue What can we do, doc? There must be a way Can you give me pills to try and mask the pain? You can try to mask the pain Well, there's bulges in my disc and my structures are bad My core is too weak, bad genes from my dad Do I sit too much? Do I need to cry? Will I feel this way till I die? Feel this way till I die? Will a package arrive just the other day? A book from a friend called Healing Back Pain It said, I'm okay, just been in fear for a while I shook my head, I was in denial My pain was real, not some mental disease can somebody make me feel better, please? Well, there's bulges in my disc and my structures are bad My core is too weak, bad genes from my dad Do I sit too much? Do I need to cry? Will I feel this way till I die? Yeah, feel this way till I die Red Ozanich and Sarno and the pain's gone away I journaled on it just the other day I get stuff out when I find the time The pain was really trapped in my mind You see, I was the goodest and my feelings I hid I internalized as a kid, yeah I internalized as a kid and as I put down my pen, it occurred to me The healing was all in me, yeah The healing was all in me Well, there's bulges in my disc, but my structures are fine My core is strong and my genes are mine I sit just enough and I'm glad I cried I let out the pain that's inside, yeah I let out all the pain inside